0: This is TNA, the new face of professional wrestling. Kevin, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you, get your head straight. It's TNA. And now, from stage 21 at Universal Studios at Universal Orlando Resort, it's Total Non-Stop Action Wrestling Impact. Triple Threat Elimination matchup. This is what we've been waiting for, Don. It's going to be Diamond Dallas Page. Yes, it's going to be Kevin Nash. The alpha male Monty Brown. One of those three individuals. That very same night, this Sunday, will challenge Jeff Jarrett for the NWA title. What a night! January 16th! This is the Pro-Wrestling Reflection Podcast with your host, the Professor Chaubello Veracruz.
1: Yeah, what
0: a run. Mr. Wonderful, Tommy Wonder. And I will take the powers of those that have no fear. And the prodigal one, JB. The queen, the queen of the crop. Now it's time to go back in time in the time machine. Ah! The Mastery Roll! Two! sweet The living legend, Bruno Samachino. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. But be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! Look at this! He's having a I don't believe it!
1: The nights all the ice out there, the left, the right, the Dems, the repubs What's going on to the Israelites? The Hamasites? What's going on to the Ukraineites? What's going on to the Russianites? What's going on to the War Raider ice? All the people who are, you know, blasting the guns out there. All the Gaza strip ice. All the ice out there. You violent motherfuckers. How are y'all doing right now? You know what? It is a weird time, you know, in 2020 threats and you know I'm not gonna get political here but you know what if anybody within this realm you know the PWR We are broadcasting in Ukraine. We are broadcasting in the Gaza Strip. We are broadcasting in Russia We are broadcasting in the United States, Canada, China, Zimbabwe, Matthew, Wakanda and all points in between But if we can offer a little bit of positivity, if we could offer a little bit of happiness, if we could offer a little bit of joy in our nostalgic podcast, hopefully we are the great medicine that you guys need because you know what, depression is a motherfucker, you know, anxiety is a motherfucker, sadness is a motherfucker, and when you are tuning into the PWR podcast at the Harmony Media Group at Powbeam.com, we want those smiles on your faces we want you to laugh we want you to you know enjoy yourself we want you to remember we want you to reminisce because we are the most nostalgic podcast out there and with that being said we are going episodic we're going all the way back to 2005 and you know in the Travis multiple bylaws I always say ten years and above is a throwback so this is way beyond the throwback rules Travis but anyway neither here nor there but again before we even talk about the episodic, I must introduce myself because I am gay like that. I must introduce myself because I know it will bring a smile to all the reflection on his face. Because again, I bring the positivity. I bring the joygasm all the time. I am the most charismatic one. I am the most oh-so-studious one. I, why did you look at me with a smirk like that? I don't Joy, like hey.
0: Joygasm?
1: <laughs> it is joygasm, but hey again. Before I lose my train of thought, I am the most eloquent one. I am the most affluent one. But most importantly, I am the most glorious one. The only objective man in this IWC, YWC, DWC punditry. The only objective man in this political spectrum. You're a friend of mine, the Professor Chabelle, the Cruz, and I'm not here alone. No, 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 no. I have a, my brother from another mother, who also brings the positivity who also brings joy, who also brings happiness. He is the conservative liberal, the liberal conservative, the man that eats crap for your entertainment too, to make you happy. dum Dumb Duel, it's own The Iron Stomach One, Mr. Wonderful Dr. freaking Stein. Whee! Tommy Wonder, how you doing, my friend?
2: I'm doing, man. I probably should hit the yeah. power
1: button if I'm gonna try yeah, you, to get these you, you, like- you just glue, you, you're just glowing right there. It's- you know, we're recording this, you know, a couple of days before do Halloween. You, before Halloween. Do you always
2: introduce yourself as your friend and mine, or did I get you thrown off by the face with joy gasses? Because you no, always I, call I, me I, that. You always call me that. And then I, I just, am everybody's friend. Yourself.
1: I am everybody's friend, but I always introduce myself in the third
2: person. You got to do know, that. I didn't. Time. I didn't think. See, now, instead of just a ch- select few dudes who knew the, the secret code your Gia's joygasm, now everyone knows it. I couldn't believe. It. That's why I the face. I couldn't believe you told is the not world. A se-
3: That is not a secret word. That's for the ladies. I bring the joygasms and the orgasms, but neither here nor there. But you know, you know, truth be told, again, TW, you know, with
1: the world topsy turvy as it is, you know, all the stuff that's going on, it is you. It is you and I. Our mission, or is it? It's our duty to bring positivity, to bring joy to the 12 that rise strong and to bring the other listeners who don't interact with us, to bring a little joy gassing. and that's what
2: I wanted to do. That's all it It is. is. You bring it too. I'm also the hall monitor of death. (laughs) and Sadly, over the weekend, I'm at a party, and before I walk in, I get a text from Travis and and Matt in North Dakota, but also Mm -hmm. from my three daughters Informing me of the untimely passing of Matthew Perry, that that kind of put a damper on my weekend. Then while I was there, I think it's obvious that my favorite sport is hockey. To anybody that listens to the show, Um, Mm -hmm. a guy overseas used to be in NHL, Adam Johnson, playing, and a dude kicked him on purpose. I can't wrap my uh, uh, my brain around that. That it was kicked him with the blade. Kicked him with the blade, and they. They evacuated the building. and So Saturday night when I went home, I'm like, wow, they canceled the game and evacuated the building. It must have been a real bad cut. Not -hmm. expecting to wake up the next day to hear that the guy died. And apparently he died right there on the ice, which is why they evacuated the building. Because they basically had to remove his body. And Mm -hmm. they didn't want the fans to be there for it. And, And then today I find out the guy jumped in the air and kicked him. And so now I guess the internet is divided whether or not the guy should be. I, I rephrase that. The thing I just read said it was split. The internet was split, but police are investigating now. Um, I don't know how anyone could be split. If a guy jumps in the air and kicks at another man with a skate, uh-huh. the blade, not the toe, he didn't, he didn't. He basically. I didn't see it. I will not see it. I don't want to see it. It's even worse knowing the guy passed away. Again, Adam Johnson for the pittsburgh penguins which he he didn't have a long nhl career he's 30 years old or just about to be 30 sad all around but i just i don't understand you said the world is crazy and and that made me think for sure i had to talk about this because i don't know how anyone can watch a lot of the things that are going on in this world right now and absolutely side with the side that is doing the, the atrocities
0: it's, it's you, you mean it's, you mean
3: you're, you're surprised that there is a split in in the way we view things
2: the I, polar I would opposites say, it's I, not would say I wouldn't be surprised if you are one or the other side of the conflict that's going on in the middle east if you side it mm-hmm. with your side that doesn't surprise me it's this world is based on that but just anybody how anyone can visually watch something and somehow still be talked to other people who are for it, telling you why it's okay. It's not okay. And I don't even, I'm not specifically not saying one side or the other, because I don't care what side did it. Whoever did the things that happened two weekends ago, there is mm-hmm. absolutely zero justifying it. And if they retaliate and do the same thing, then I feel the same way about their retaliation. You do not murder and rape children you do not torture people you do not murder children in front of their parents and then show everyone that you did it you don't do that and then let someone who's unattached to it look at it and convince them that oh it's okay they did this because this happened two years ago or there's nothing i'm a i'm a death penalty guy but i don't want like you you know how it is everybody you is, you don't want to see the death penalty
3: at eight o'clock on channel five. I get right, you. I get your attitude right. on that. But I
2: also I also this is I that I might not be bad with if it's what I'm saying, what well, I mm-hmm. I'm okay with the lethal injection. I'm okay with the electric chair. The fact that crucifixion was an actual death penalty is barbaric to me. And I don't and what I'm saying is when people say they should take that guy and drag him by the street, by the bumper, or tie to his ball because he did something to a child. I don't agree with that. I think he should be put down. But I don't think you take what he did and then do something worse to him by torturing him. It's it's just bang bang, I'll go mm-hmm. the lights. So so
0: for in me, a topsy, to see,
3: in a topsy turvy world, TW, the morals and ethics, the code is
2: out the window. The, the Right it's or wrong not. is out the window. That's yeah. my point. Mm-hmm. There's right, there's wrong, there's good, there's bad, and there is a fucking divide between all those words now. That is is absolutely disheartening to me. That anybody. Mm-hmm. Can, and and again, I know it's a lot. There aren't people saying it's OK what they did. I get that.
3: It, it's moving you, the goalposts. You, you just literally said that there's people taking differing opinions about a dude that just jumped with his blade onto another hockey player who died. So right. if that doesn't surprise you, then then the conflicts out there shouldn't surprise you right. either. I just the, the arguments
2: saying. are all oh, the chances of dying by a fucking skater slim. It's never it's only yeah. happened. But tell that to the guy's family that died. Yeah. Because you know what, if the yeah, dude yeah. doesn't jump and kick him, he doesn't get cut in the throat and die. That's the bottom line. Yeah. The guy's action caused that. I don't care about statistics. I don't care that. Uh, people say, "Oh, you should get the vaccine because only twenty thousand people died from it." Tell the twenty thousand people's families, tell them that, because mm-hmm. they don't care about your statistics. They care we'll get- that something someone did willingly ended someone else's life, and it's it's just my it's disheartening to me. I don't and I don't it, get
3: it. it. It is, but you know what? Let's put a pot. Well, I'm not going to say a positive spin, but let's try to put a little positivity on this because you said one of the things we should at least say this. We want to celebrate. We're going to dedicate this show to the life and memory of Matthew Perry. Again, it's celebrity. I, I and at what's his name? Adam Johnson, the hockey player. Adam Johnson. And we're going to, you know, the, the the children and all that stuff. The people who are suffering right now, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's Gaza Strip, whatever the case may be. We're dedicating for positivity all over the world for the people who are suffering right now and the families love. that are suffering. Just love, man. People
2: need to love, love each other.
3: You got to love each other. That's all it is. But again, Matthew Perry, Chandler Bang, you know, iconic character from Friends. You know, it, you know, that's one of the biggest ones right now, at least for America purposes right now. So, you know, everybody's crying about that. And again, like like we said, politically, you know, whatever side you're on, Reflectionites, neither here nor there with me. I don't care. I'm very independent. I'm very centrist. So, you know, for being a centrist, I can actually see both sides. But at least I don't teeter, TW. I never teeter. I want to stay centered because I stay, you know, focused on the issues of both at hand because I never want to be swayed. Because that's why I'm the most objective man. I've always said this in the IWC, YWC, PwC punditry and all that stuff.
2: I found out today that Matthew Perry was from Ottawa, Canada. I did not know that. I've been to Ottawa, Canada. i wrestled there. I thought he was American all day long. So that's that's a. And you know what i gotta say this too you know uh, once upon a time i i made a comment on the passing of somebody and this is 12 13 14 years ago whenever facebook first started and and it was because on paper the death was not a surprise to anyone and it was river phoenix and and because to be honest when i when i saw he died i was mad because i know people tried to help him i know that you know that he he could have he, he couldn't shake no, those he could shake no he could have lived if he would have overcome them demons right so mm-hmm. it it made me mad and then I also lost my best friend in a very similar way but different you know similar in the fact that that was the the nucleus mm-hmm. of it but that's not what killed him but right and so it was more me reacting hurt and but but then I remembered something and I think I've talked to you about this when Owen Hart died. And they did that 10 bell salute for, for him on Raw. I sobbed. I, I sat in my sofa and I sobbed. And my ex wife looked at me like, both like, wow, like blown away by it, but also hurting for me seeing me hurt that way. And the reason uh-huh. I'm bringing this up is is you see people after Matthew Perry died who are, who are I don't understand why. He's just, he's just another celebrity. He, you know what? That guy for 20 something years. There's someone right now who not only watched that show every Thursday when it was on in its run, but has oh. probably watched it every year since and more frequently than just every Thursday. And and to them, that person is, yeah, he's not in their life, he, but Matthew Perry is in his. He was
3: America's childhood right there. Right? Everybody but he's something grew up with that him. no
2: longer. He, and the ironic thing is, yes, he can still watch Friends. That isn't mm-hmm. going to change. But the thing is, you you. You have an attachment to that person. Oh, and absolutely. and when my ex-wife asked me, like, wow, like, you're taking it pretty hard. And I said, you know, she asked me, she's like, didn't you just tell me a week ago he was your new favorite? And I'm like, oh, thanks for making feel worse. Because I didn't know I said that, but I remembered it when she said it. Um, right. The thing is, there was two things in play here. One, this is a man that I saw every He died in 99, I believe. And or my, was it 96? 96. It was not long after Brett went to WCW. So... Or 99, one of them. It was 90s. It was nice. And when he mm-hmm. died from 88, whenever he became the Blue Blazer, that guy was in my life for the, the next 10 to 11 years. Pretty much every week I watched him. And, and there's a difference when it's live because you don't know what's coming until it comes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and on top of that, there were people on the stage that I personally knew who got to meet him and travel with him and hang out with him and wrestle. And one of them was his last match, which is Edge. And I saw them crying. So I hurt for them on top of hurting for them. And it's my idol's little brother. So all those emotions were going through me. So man, that's when people die that are famous, let people grieve, man. It's okay. You ain't got to make fun of somebody for being sad that a celebrity died because some people mean more to someone else than they do to you. That's fine. The, the but attachment. if someone came after you for being sad, if someone you knew died, you'd yeah. be upset if they picked on you. Yeah. So just you should stop.
3: The, the attachment and connection, it, you know, it's personal for everybody. So you know, if you if it's personal for you with Matthew Perry, if it's personal for you for River Phoenix or whoever passes on, just like a family member, it's personal for you. So again, right. let them grieve. So with that yeah. being said, you know, we mourn who we lost, and we're gonna try to bring the love and positivity on this show. And with that being said, we're going episodic, T.W. It's episode 177, and this episode is not dedicated to Big Ray, but this episode will make Big Ray Hernandez's nipples hard because of the three letters that are back, Reflectionites. And if you don't know this, because, again, I would say this, T.W., and I'm being, again, I'm, I'm the most objective man, 100,000 people watch this wrestling program weekly on Access TV if you can find it and if you have it on your cable systems. Sometimes you got to stream it. Sometimes you got to find it on Fight TV and all that stuff. But again, the numbers don't lie. 100,000 watch it weekly. And I'm being nice right there. Sometimes it could go down to 99. Sometimes it could go up to 123. But in that span, there was a little bit of news in the wrestling bubble, Reflection Nights. And I'll say this. Three letters are back. It never left TW, but three letters are officially back in in the in the in the title. In yeah. the title, what was once what what was currently Impact Wrestling is now going back to its roots. It has been resurrected from the dead. The three letters T N A Total Nonstop Action is alive and well again, and it will be rebranded. Is it the, the right word, rebranded? But anyway, neither here nor there. Retro-branded. Retro-branded for 2024, Reflectionites. It is back with a thunder, TW. And before we even talk about, because again, episode 177 of Reflection Nights, we're going to talk about an impact episode, a TNA impact episode, not from Spike TV, TW, but from the Fox Sports Network. I found one from 2005, but we'll talk about that in a little bit, of Reflection Nights. But let's talk about, because again, we got to hybrid the present with the past, TW. And, you know, TW, you have a connection with TNA in certain instances with the people who are there. Scott Damore is the president. You, you know, you had that connection with Border City Wrestling. And of course, Scott Damore has brought some of his Border City students or, or stalwarts into the TNA fold. You don't have to go with the names, but again, you have a lit, you have a history of a lineage of people from there to TNA wrestling. But I was thinking about this when I thought about doing the episode. So I'll say this reflection. That's again, being objective here. TNA. You've heard this joke, TW, TNA is the cockroach of professional wrestling because you can't kill it. You can spray it with raid. You can have blue traps. you can have Roach motels, TW. You could bomb your own apartment, but TNA will still live on in infamy. Since 2002, TW, TNA has lived on through ownership of Jerry Jarrett, through the ownership of Penn Energy through the ownership of Dixie Conner, through the ownership of Billy Corgan, and now through the ownership of Access Television. So, T.W., Anthem. what... Well, well AXIS Television, Anthem, thank you for correcting me. He, he's the hall monitor of death, and he corrects my grammar. <laughs> but anyway, neither here nor there. But, but, T.W., what say you, again, with TNA coming back to its roots? And I'm going to say this, because TNA has a sketchy history not with its wrestling. It's never been about its wrestling because they've given the best one of the best wrestling products in its 20-year history. It's always been about management. But but the one thing about TNA coming back is the reason that they had to switch it from TNA to Impact Wrestling because nobody thought of TNA as total non-stop action. They thought of TNA as tits and ass because Vince Russo was very pr- preferent to say we needed a hook we needed people to come in for some reason if you thought it wasn't about the wrestling he wanted people to hook on the letters first like ecw was that drug that everybody knew those letters but it was synonymous with hardcore wrestling tna wasn't synonymous with wrestling it was, it was synonymous with porn but well, say etw because again we'll talk about the sketchy history a little bit here
2: it's it's funny because like give anything time let it ferment let it Mm. uh marinate and and then throw it out if it doesn't click right when Uh it first started my biggest problem with it and i was wrestling was like you said tna hits an ass right and it's basically a attitude era um theme you know if you will like what it Uh what it uh Eric Bischoff used to always call hot, hot lesbian action HLA. That's what it was. Right. So, so it was it was off that sophomore, if you will. And I just remember thinking, that's not bad enough that you have that as your wrestling handle. It doesn't say wrestling. Like it's not like at least like I don't like all elite wrestling because they were called the elite. I didn't like that because I felt like anyone in there who wasn't part of the elite is going to feel second second class which has proven to be true. But anyhow, at least it says wrestling. This is all elite wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. AEW is a nice flow. So TNA comes out, it's, it was TNA Wrestling to be fair. And, yeah. But it just was like, ah, that's stupid to me. And then, and then inevitably that sentiment won out and they changed it from TNA Wrestling to Impact Wrestling which was the name of their TV show. In the same way that NWA became World Championship Wrestling, which was their TV show, right? I don't know if that was intentional or whatever, but since that happened, and I don't even remember when that happened, it's been impact for a long time now. And
3: I would say, I, started... I would say I'll answer that question. I think it was 2000, and I'm being I think it was during the Hogan year. It was 2012 or 2013 yeah, when, when they got rid of the kinda...
2: six sided ring. Yeah. And, uh, which I hope they don't bring back. It's fucked. That was another problem I had with it was that shit looked like a fucking circus show. But anyway, Mm -hmm. I, I can honestly say that for at least since we've been doing this show, I call it TNA. I, I, I try to say impact when I do a hashtag online, when I have to take the time to type the hashtag, I put impact wrestling. Matter of fact, I don't think I put TNA in any of my impact or in my figure posts or whatever. Um, but I, At some point thought, now, TNA, when I hear it, I think wrestling. I don't think it's an ass. And obviously, to someone who's not a wrestling fan, they're still going to think it's an ass. If they had that dirty mind like me and you. But I like it. I like the move. I hope they call the TV show Impact so that at least... If there's someone on the fence, who's still looking for impact. Doesn't know they changed it back to TNA. They'll find impact. I think it would uh-huh. be foolish to just get rid of the word impact altogether. So I like if they still call it the impact zone, um, all of that. But I, I do like the idea that three letter words is how you fit in MLW um, NWA. They're not changing that. They're, they're going with what works and, uh-huh. and, and for us to talk about this show 15, 18 years ago, Travis better not have any lip. By the way, he listened to our show. He told us that he doesn't have red hair.
3: That's a lie. We saw him. We we saw him on that video. But anyway, neither here
2: nor there. Do you know but... how? Do you know how Bull Buchanan's son looks now on NXT? Uh. I don't know his name. He's Jensen and McQuaid or whatever they're, the little hillbilly tag team. With oh, shirt. okay. Yeah. Yeah what about him that dude looks like travis did when we were wrestling in the 90s (laughs) same mullet same isaac yankum hairdo uh jeans with a big buckle button-up shirts probably Mm -hmm. the little leather straw string tie that the cowboys wear that dude reminds me of travis every time i see him much like the dude breaking the ring also looked like travis when he got in there and travis you have strawberry blonde hair is that better It's red. It it was red, but neither here nor there. Again,
3: (laughs) the lighting made it red, so I don't care. I know you're trying to be officially correct, but you know that 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 bad lighting in the in Florida made it red. But neither here nor there. But I understand where you're coming from. With it's good business sense right now for the wrestling bubble. I'll say this again. I'm being objective. Tw. I like Tina. I wanted to succeed and all that stuff, but. The problem is this: within its twenty-year history, again, 21 twenty-one-year history. We got to be honest because it went from we we can't forget the history, the the trajectory to get to TNA right now. It was TNA. It was NWA TNA first. Right. Then in two thousand five, when they broke away from NWA, it was TNA. I think for me, I wasn't. I was keen on NWA TNA because. You know, NWA was trying to do those, those, those syndicates, the little territories. But TNA was their biggest supporter, you could say, for the NWA belt to have some credence and some, some street cred. I had no problem with that. But then TNA wanted to break away, just like world class and all that stuff. They wanted to break away from the NWA stronghold, even though it wasn't a stronghold in 2005. NWA was begging to be a partner with somebody. But again, neither here nor there. It was NWA? I was TNA. part of a
2: promotion that was NWA.
3: Right. It was NWA, TNA, then TNA. Then impact wrestling. But let's not forget that little six to eighth month run of global, global force. force. Then back to impact, and now we're getting to TNA. So again, the, the, the history of this company has so many name changes in one sense that we can't even recognize anything, in, in my opinion. I don't know if you agree with that. I'm just saying. You know, you could change it to Spike TV or you could go to Destination America or you could go to Access TV. You know, it's Impact Wrestling. I got that part. But again, this company has never had a, a strong, you know, fo- laser focused branding uh, name. That's the problem I had. But of uh, course, I'm just saying I would him. say
2: TNA is. Probably been referenced the entire way, even when they the, the, tried. The entire, me well,
3: again, for Vince Russo, he he was right on getting the name that catches your eye, but for the branding part, again, NWA TNA and TNA is technically different. Impact Wrestling is different. Global Force is different. Now we're getting back to TNA, so it's trying to rehash nostalgia, which I'm, I'm we're cool with this because we're the most nostalgic podcast out here, but. Remember, again, in this history, TW, it is a cockroach. But again, some of the raids, some of the roach motels, some of the glue traps, it's management? Jerry Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, you know, the founder, they had their, you know, they had their run owning the company and all that stuff, steering the ship, but it can only steer it as far as they went. They got help with Dixie Carter and Panda Energy. And she did more than people give her a lot of credit for. Spike TV. Spike TV was a great partner, just like, oh, T.W., A.E.W. and Warner Brothers Discovery is a great partner for each other. So we never know where it will go. If you don't have that great television network partner, cable network partner, you, know, you ain't going nowhere. But again, that's part of the problem. And then management started. Then daddy did not want to give Dixie a blank check to keep paying for all these wrestlers, these retreads from the WWE. You cut her off. Then Dixie had to find you know new ownership. He had she needed new business partners, and that's where Billy Corrigan came in. Then he got pissed off. He's like, what the fuck did I buy? <laughs> yeah, let me get out of this. And then, like you said, Anthem Entertainment is now the new owner. And let's just say the the, the ship has been, you know, steadily going, is treading along. The little it's engine that could. The little engine that could. But I'll say this, TW. Before we even talk about the episode, again, reflection. You know how we are. We we kind of, you know, hybrid the past with the present. But TW, let's be honest. We're going to talk about episode from two thousand five. But in comparison, from let's say two thousand five to two thousand ten, to now, the only thing that I would say for today's impact or today's TNA in comparison to yesteryear's TNA, it was yesteryear's TNA was a stacked roster of men and women with knockouts and all that stuff. Today, I don't see that. I think the women are above the men. I just I just think the men are very lower tier to mid and they're trying to make these mid guys main event guys and I'm not no disrespect, but that's the way I look at it. There's nobody besides today, maybe Moose, that, that's main event material in the professor. I know Alex Shelley is the heavyweight champion. You have a connection with Alex Shelley. You know, he he's your Facebook friend. I'm not disrespecting him. But he's no different than Chris Saban when they attempted to make him the TNA heavyweight champion. He doesn't draw. He doesn't. I'm not invested in that. That's just
2: me. He's, what? he's wrestler's favorite wrestler is what it is. And, and. You know, the AEW fans probably love them. you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, I guess the question that would have to be asked, and it's fairly or unfairly, take your pick, and it's what popped in my mind when you described it. I pictured Josh Alexander. I pictured Shelly, I pictured Saban. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say all three of them have something in common. It would be what would happen if they would have put the belt on Ricky Morton. And I think Mm -hmm. just people know it doesn't work to, to draw. It doesn't, you know, for one, you're breaking up a tag team, right? That makes people right. mad. For two, mm-hmm. it, it's just weird seeing them by themselves. But the question I think that has to be answered, and Moose, the answer is yes. Shelly, Alexander, and Saban, sadly, I believe the answer is no. Until things change, mm-hmm. would they ever be considered to be the champion of the WWE? And the answer is no to all three of them. I, I don't see a world where any of those three go in, they could be NXT champion, but mm-hmm. they're not going to be, you know, the the exception, because I think I, AJ's I, don't, a- I don't,
3: I don't even think they could be AEW champion. I don't think, even
2: in that hardcore thing Until you know, Adam, Adam Cole wins one, until Adam Cole wins one, I agree with you. But I, yeah. that said, I think they're on the level of MJF, you know, mm-hmm. as far as stature. I don't, I don't mean, you know. So what I'm saying is, um, Finn Balor is probably because I would even say Daniel Bryan's bigger than those guys. You know what I mean? Like, if you're basing it off past champions of WWE, you know. Or he's bigger f- with charisma, you could say. Is bigger. Like, just a mm-hmm. bigger presence and mm-hmm. size. Finn is the smallest guy not named Rey Mysterio to be WWE champion of any kind. He wasn't world, but he was universal, right? So, mm-hmm. right. Um, and he was first. So, if he doesn't get hurt, maybe that's what that belt would have been. Would have been guys who would have who are AEW or impact level world champions could be that and be called universal versus it's almost like an, a next level intercontinental title. Now they have a world champion and an undisputed WWE champion. And I don't see those guys being considered to be the champion in either unless they fucking tore the house down and lit the world on fire and they had no choice, which is what it took to get Daniel Bryan, the title. And it didn't even work for Sami Zayn. So, mm-hmm. cause I would say they're Sammy Zayn esque and, and right. but even he's a little bigger, but only because of his WWE legacy, if you will, the stuff mm-hmm. he's done there is the reason Sammy possibly will be champion one day.
3: But again, like, like I'm trying to say in that comparison with, within the 2005 to 2010, the roster on, on the men's side, you had the hybrid of young up and comers. Plenty of untapped potential, but of course you had the Star Wars that already had the names. Even in this episode, you had DDP, you had Kevin Nash. Of course, Jeff Jarrett was carrying the company because it was his baby. So he had to have the belt on him. So let's say you again, because again, you know, you you already said Alexander and the Motor City Machine Guns, you know, they're perfect for Impact Wrestling. They're perfect for TNA to, to challenge for the heavyweight title. But again, if you put them in WWE and you put them in AEW, they just can't sell tickets. They can't draw dick. Right. So they're right. in the perfect situation and, right now. And you can't
2: say – you can't blame it because WWE didn't give them the ball and let them because Impact mm. is giving them the ball and they're not drawing right. more than 100,000. But perfect example to compare your 05 to now is I would say in 05 – you had the roster, so you didn't need to elevate a Josh. And Josh got elevated because the other guy went to AEW, ate, uh, Ethan Page, or whatever his name is. Ethan Page, yeah. yeah. Ethan Page. So what, what are you going to do with him? Give him another partner? Then that's almost as crippling as when they put Leaf Cassidy with uh, Marty Jannetty. It just made both of them all fall off, right? But, but look at the situation. In 2005 to now, it almost feels like and it, it doesn't help that the machine guns still wrestle as a team while he's champion because mm-hmm. it, now it looks like we needed a body. It doesn't right. look like it was the plan. It looks like we don't have enough people. And now and you, and you're trying to, to hold
3: episode, and you're trying to hold on to something from the past
2: and still. Give I it do to like today. I do like and I'm not sure if I'm wrong. It's because I don't know for sure, but I think based on what I read on one of those. Facebook post I think Shelley successfully defended against Josh Alexander when he came yeah, he back the, he I like the that they did that because mm-hmm. if you had Josh Alexander win that belt from Shelley, then it makes everything that happened from the time he got hurt and surrendered it which is when I was there right before I was there for that YouTube pay-per-view thing or whatever the hell they call it like, he was, like he was holding it as a transitional right. champion and like, it didn't like, like I, I don't like that Orange Cassidy has that belt now because if he, wants, if he loses it to Moxley or whatever, then all those little hot potato title changes were... Because we didn't mm-hmm. know what to do why Moxley was hurt, right? So I, right. I like that Shelly won. But, but now I'm going to go back to 05. There's mm-hmm. a guy on this episode that we watched who's part of a tag team. It's a popular tag team. They both happen to be quite bigger than any of the guys we're referring to in Josh, Shelly, and Saban. But one of the guys in this match went on to be the impact world champion and it worked. And his Mm -hmm. name is James storm because he evolved. He went from being America's most wanted to being beer money to being whatever, how cowboy James Storm, whatever his gimmick was, but he looked different in each incarnation. Right. Whereas Shelly still looks like he did as machine guns. Mm -hmm. Josh Alexander still looks like he did as Great North or whatever the hell they were called. Um, They they didn't change anything. Shawn Michaels did not look like the Rockers when he went and turned on. He turned on Marty and got a whole new image. And he was off to the races. So it can be done. But to be fair, I know you're saying about the changing. But Roman
3: Reigns didn't change his look until he really saw the light. He was still in his shield garb. Even right champion, but, so what was did happen,
2: but what did happen the other two did change their look mm-hmm. Seth has fucking got a different outfit for each segment yeah. on a show he's on and that was the year that Ambrose just started phoning it in and wrestling in jeans and a wife beater. like mm-hmm. he hasn't been the same I'm, I'm just saying though. but you know some like
3: you said I'm just giving you an example that maybe wasn't he and he's I still, still think he looks he like needed.
2: the shield other than the, the bulletproof vesting has that spider. No, I, 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 give you, I give you that. I, did, I, did, but, I just wanted but, to at least point that out. But I'm out, saying you know, there's not another guy running around looking like him. Is you you I mean. know how
3: people might uh, accuse us of being WWE shills. I'm just giving what you're. Your, no, because your I just said
2: Sean Chase is looking It worked. He mm-hmm. evolved. Roman right. Reigns evolved because another thing Roman Reigns didn't do in the shield was talk. He's the one doing all the talking now. So he's evolved. Shelly, Shelly is one of the fucking most beautiful human beings I've ever in my life inside and out. So I'm not saying this to be down on him. I'm just yeah. saying I love that they took the ball and gave it to him. I loved it when they did it to Saban. Unfortunately for Saban, he had tons of injuries, so it's good to see him back because he was gone for a long time because he was broken. Man, knees shot, all that. But I love that they gave him a chance. And I and but but like I said, I all never three of them I still never like I ne- tag teams. I never mind people
3: getting. The chance at the ball. Don't get me wrong. I never. Mm-hmm. but I'm speaking as the paying customer. I'm speaking right. I'm speaking as the consumer, and I'm being realistic, and I say, I don't think I think you're doing your 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 you know the the people that say you deserve it. i don't I don't mind. yeah, Alex Shelley put his paid his dues enough to deserve a run with the belt. But that still doesn't mean that Alex Shelley is the face of Access TV. He's not the face of TNA Impact Wrestling for 2024. Again, maybe I'm looking at it from the business standpoint, the mainstream standpoint, the consumer standpoint, and all that stuff. That's why WWE is at the picks and chooses who is deemed the mainstream, maybe, you know, untapped potential crossover stars. That's why you keep seeing John Cena in the title picture. That's why you keep seeing Roman Reigns in the title picture. That's why you keep seeing Brock Lesnar in the title picture. The IWC Mark Tars out there, yes, people could put in a great work rate, but if you don't draw, if you don't put asses in the seats, look at MJF Reflection Knights. He has got... It's but the problem with MJF and it's nothing to do with MJF, TW. It's got to do with management. It's got to do with the machine that's not put that's not putting the, the, the putting it on his back, promoting him, marketing him. They, well, they did way.
2: just have him go do that anti semitism thing. But
3: besides that, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying doing the press, right. doing the morning shows, all that right. stuff. They don't push him and just push him. Because they think if dad. you have
2: the belt, that's your push, and it's it's not, it's not it's, not it's why there's a difference in the two products, it's and, pop, and it's, it's not an insult; it's a fucking fact. And yeah. and now now it's funny because what's going around is everyone's talking about how plans are changing, they don't know what they're doing to the end. Welcome to a wrestling company. <laughs> that's there, there's a reason it's that way in WWE. They're trying for perfection, and they're also I read something that was said. Um, jerry lynn nailed it too mm-hmm. many people leak things so now they got to keep it to themselves because if they don't you're going to give it away but let's yeah. not, let's just go back to this I, I i this is what i would say is the problem with with these guys being the face you not only do you Wait, not see which, that guy which name which we're name are you talking about we're going oh, back okay. to impact, current modern mm-hmm. day not only are these guys guys that you look in the ring and everyone in the audience is like oh he's definitely going to win these are guys that people are going to look at and go, oh, there's no way this guy's winning. And there's a difference between cheering the underdog on and the underdog being the guy winning all the time. He's no longer the underdog, right? Right. Underdog doesn't mean you're little. It means you don't – because every NFL team is the same size, but no one thinks that the Denver Broncos are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, but they did, right? That's the mm-hmm. underdog winning. It's got nothing to do with size. It's got everything to do with – the total package. And so when you see these guys in the ring, you don't think they're automatic wins. The second problem is there's no one there besides Moose who you think is an automatic win to beat them. It's it's just right. a lot of the same. It's it's yeah, homogenous.
3: You got a lot of great workers reflection as for today. But again, you just don't got a lot of great, I guess you could say it, it doesn't it factor yeah. that we pulled that that's why TNA and and don't get me wrong tw we can actually compare what was going on in 2005 to 2010 to now because you know give tna impact credit i'm going to give them credit reflection nights they're trying they 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 know their place in In their audience and their audience they know to to pack those 200 seat places the a thousand the thousand seat places and if 1500 are trying to pay, pay a ticket that's a sellout and people are trying to come into that building. So they're giving you that intimate atmosphere and it's never an embarrassment. There's no empty seats, but they know the number and they know not to try to overreach it. So, you know, you, you do the 200, you do the 500, you do the thousands. Maybe you could push it to 2000 TW. I think they could do 2000. I don't think that would be a problem. But again, you never know because OBW had a problem putting 75 people in the Danny Davis arena. When I saw that, uh, fucking uh, documentary, but neither here nor there. So, with that being said, Reflection Nights, let's go back to this 2005 episode, T.W., of TNA Impact, January 14th, 2005, and this was the go-home show, Reflection Nights, because a couple of days later, T.W., there was a pay-per-view that was happening. It was Final Resolution. I guess it was, you know, it was their New Year's-themed TNA event. And the main event of that one... Was you know Jeff Jarrett defending the title, and he had a lot of people chasing him. Just kind of reminds you of MJF because he has MJF has a target on his back. Jeff Jarrett has a target on his back, TW, and the and the people that were looking to beat him for the NWA Ten Pounds of Gold was DDP, Kevin Nash, Silver Hair Kevin Nash, mind you, and the third Short one, which I, the third one which I want to talk about, TW, because. You could call it, We could call him untapped potential. We could call him like what could have been if uh, TNA actually did its job and put the bootstraps on him and maybe gave him a platform to be maybe the uh, heavyweight champion. But again, the problem with TNA, especially in 2005, was the title underneath the heavyweight title was the X Division. Monty Brown, alpha male Monty Brown, was not an X Division guy, even though they talked about no weight limits and all that bullshit. But you needed a better. He would have killed
2: the guys there. He, right. he would have been the guy. This you, guy's You wouldn't.
3: You would have needed that. The, you needed that television title or something like that. You needed an international title. You needed a TNA media
2: international title. media champion
3: or digital whatever that case, whatever the
2: <laughs> fuck that is
3: or the mice or the TNA MySpace title or whatever the case may be. But let's talk
2: about first time out. Unta- time what? out. When I first heard it, I thought it was stupid too. But when I heard the reasoning behind it. They're not always on TV. So to call um, it the Digital Media Championship is the modern-day TV title because you're going to see it on YouTube. You're going to see it on – Fight uh, TV on the streaming apps. Yes, I get you. Right. So mm-hmm. it is a digital media title in the mm-hmm. fact that you're going to watch it on a digital platform. So I, I don't want to knock it too much. It's a weird title, but – it's it's better than having the mid-Atlantic championship that was not in the mid-Atlantic and then change it to the international title. Mm-hmm. Like that that to me was weird to change the name of a title four months in. Like, we don't need
3: we don't need a grammar lesson, TW. We get that. But you know how wrestling fans are with the logistics and stuff like that. But I think a television title would have been suitable for the alpha male Monty Brown. But I wanted to talk about right. him first before we talk about the storylines here. Because again, you know. When I saw him on on TNA, on Spike TV, and, of course, here on Fox Sports Net, I I looked at him and I said, this guy has got potential. This guy has got charisma. He's got a look and all that stuff. He was a little bit green. He was green in the ring. Don't get me wrong. But he had that. What he did, he did
2: good. It was limited, but he did it good. That pounce. They
3: they accentuated the positives. And the most positive thing that they accentuated was, you got to say it right, the power. But let's, let's say, T.W., about the untapped potential of Monty Brown because, again, T.N.A. dropped the ball and not giving him that run. And then, of course, WWE, ECW, we don't want to get into that because I think he had a lot of personal uh, family issues that he couldn't really, like, hone in on that WWE, ECW. But they interview. were willing to do it. They,
2: they, they were giving I don't that know. dude
3: I, to go I, he I, left. Again, I, I just don't know. But let's, let's say you about the alpha male, Monty Brown.
2: He I didn't like his talking. He uh, like example but Again,
3: he he was very call, he, he was very you're green call Ricky in...
2: Starks a rock wannabe and if you're going to call LA Knight a rock Austin wannabe okay That's my first take on Monty Brown when I first saw him like this dude's trying to be the rock right down to the shirt cuz he always okay. had some kind of big button up like loud shirt That said 20 years later 18 years later I still remember him, and I didn't need to watch this episode to remember. I, I I, think he's from Detroit, too, and so I would ask people about him, like, what happened with him, and you might have been one of the people I asked, because I think you told me, somebody told me his sister got sick, and that's why he left WWE, and he went home to take care of his sister, yeah, so it was, I it was a
3: it was a, fam- it was a family issue, so it wasn't, like, no personal demons. He
2: just wanted yeah, to make sure he no, was... No, he went and took care of his family, yeah. and and you can't you can't fault that, but I think in time, like, we all know Booker T flubbed an interview. It's pretty famous promo, um, mm-hmm. but he ended up becoming way better. And who knows? Right. So I wouldn't say he's untapped potential because I think just in this episode alone, he's being put in a position that you think he might win the world title. He was mm-hmm. in WWE. He he was pushed at the little bit of time he was there in that impact or impact ECW I forgot it was even ECW I thought he was on SmackDown so but that's your problem is you just try to act like it never happened ECWWE is your Halloween Havoc ninety six or whatever year that was where it did not happen uh, well ninety eight for you but neither he nor that see I don't even know the year that it didn't happen because it didn't happen but uh mm-hmm. but I think I think he had it I think he could have gone on to bigger things, and I think including WWE bigger things uh, in life, I, life had I, think I,
3: I look at it this way, again if you want to merge the personal family issue, you could say that he wanted to take care of his sister, I think TNA Impact Wrestling, TW would have been perfect for him to stay there because again, the schedule would, would have been be lighter he could have just, you know, tr- maybe they could have flown his, her, his sister, maybe to Florida in, at a local facility where he could, you know, go there and then come to Universal Studios and all that stuff. You know, again, Panda Energy, Reflectionites, they had billions of dollars. They were on par with Vince McMahon and his billions and all that. They were richer than Vince McMahon and Spike TV w- was willing to work with TNA Impact Wrestling and all that stuff, TW. But. Within this episode, TW, we have to at least talk about the empty arena uh, segment, if you will, with Monty Brown, Kevin Nash, and DDP. Now, I have no problem with the empty ar- arena segment. I had a problem with who was interviewing them, who was doing the interview. I heard that he before. He was a race car driver. <laughs> That was a race car driver. Jeffrey Hamlin. I was laughing my ass off. I th- yes. I'm like, who
2: is this guy? Like, that
3: was a NASCAR driver. Giving that would explain an- why I wouldn't know who he was. Yes. So, so T.W., again, that's my faux pas of looking at this. You know, Mike Tanay. you have the professor, not only me, but the
2: professor, Mike Tanay. I would have even. Just recently inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame, TNA Hall of, of Fame. Congratulations to him.
3: I would have had Mike Tenay do that, or I would have had the franchise Shane Douglas, who was doing backstage interviews, to do that. I think I think Fr- franchise would have been a better interviewer. He would have been a better antagonizer to get people like to rile themselves up. So, what say about this but segment? It's,
2: go ahead, go ahead. so two things. One, I was stunned mm-hmm. to find out it was on Fox Sport Network. I did not. I don't think I ever knew that um Mm -hmm.
3: so i'm sure it was on it was on friday i know this well it was on thursday or friday depending on where you was reflection at at three or four o'clock
2: 4 p.m on friday they announced it on the show and then the replay that they were excited about was friday and saturday at midnight they Mm -hmm. replayed it and then uh brad about having three hours of tv it's like no you have one hour of tv but That is a testament to one of the reasons why they're still around is they took what they could get. And that Friday at four is the, I'm telling you, I watched a lot of wrestling. Actually, Friday was the one day they didn't put AWA or Global on ESPN. They put it on Monday through Thursday and then Friday was some other sport. And then it came back on Monday and you watched it again, Mm -hmm. unless there was no sport in season, then they would play it on Friday as well. That's a good slot. That's a wrestling slot. That would be like if, if uh, On, AEW did T- T- 805. I, I understand
3: your nostalgia, but again, let's be real here. Fox Sports Net at this time in 2005 was in its infancy. Right. And they were trying to, to grab they, – they were trying – they were in its infancy. It was It was about two years old, and they were trying to grab and reach for those ESPN fans – who, yep. who they thought they felt jaded with the presentation of the sport, right?
2: And if you're yes. going to put a wrestling show at four o'clock on Fox Sports Network, you're trying. But it to was, ESB, sti- ESW, it was, ECSB, it was still young.
3: But it was, but it was still young, and it wasn't, it wasn't available in many homes. I'm just being for real here. So oh, I, get okay. what you're, that's I get your, I get your sentiment, fair. but but of the nostalgia. I just give you the reality. Hamlin
2: was there. It mm-hmm. was something Fox wanted. Like right. put him in here, and we can tie NASCAR to Impact, which is yeah. not a bad move. Yeah, but again, I
3: was just laughing. It was Jeffrey Hamlin, man. It was just, it just I thought DDP neat.
2: was Christian when it came to the commercial, and it was coming in from the commercial. I'm like, I go, how the fuck is Christian there? And they don't even talk about him in the other segments. And they go, hey, DDP, what do you think? Are you GDP or are you Diamond Dallas? Whatever works for you. Uh, again, was- the, 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 the question, that, that, was, that
3: was a fan. That would be like me act, interviewing these three guys and like, do you want me to call you DDP or do you want me to call you Diamond? That'd be a fair. You don't do that. That's why I said that you needed that professional touch. Well, no, for a, sure.
2: You needed the You would have been like, hey, hey, hey. Can, will you slide in my DMs? Password's Joygasm. I'm going to put the finger
3: up right now on the video. <laughs> okay? But anyway, talk about this segment, TW. What did you like? What did you not
2: like? What did you have confusion about? You know, all that stuff. I, I liked that. So the fact that it was in the empty arena is the only way Kevin Nash can do what he did. Because... What he did could have either gone well, like it did, or it could have gone south in the fact that either A, he would have cracked up the whole set, or B, pissed off Monty Brown when he said, I'm in for the money, and if I can, I want to get my sister's shirt back from this guy if I can. And he pointed at Monty Brown's shirt. So it was a fun, very Kevin Nass-esque mm-hmm. promo, and – And they did all laugh, including Monty Brown, but they didn't go off the rails of the segment. So I liked that part. What I didn't like about it was it seems I love Jeff Jarrett. I do. I do. I'm glad he's still around. I'm glad he's like top guy. You know, I hate that term when they say it. I mean, he's not just there like Mm -hmm. Matt Hardy is just there.
3: But. Well, he's got he's got it's he's impact. Got, he's got a lot of hats
2: in the AEW,
3: let's be real. He's he's right. he's got a lot of promotional hats, he's got marketing hats. He he's doing a lot more behind right. the scenes. But what so I'm he,
2: saying is he's he's on top. He he beat Eddie Kingston so that Jay Lethal can lose to him. But mm-hmm. uh, he the problem I have with Jeff Jarrett is and this is probably why I didn't I obviously I should have been watching Impact because Hell, that's that's as close as I'm ever gonna get to getting the phone call is when Scott Demore, and and A One and Petey Williams are a faction called Team Canada, and I was CIA up here with Pelon and and Jeff, who now works there. If I would have just you know kept my nose to the grind, but I didn't reach out to them anyway. Whatever. But when I watch it, it's too much. Jeff Jarrett, and I was interested in seeing what these three guys did because I wanted to see how Money held his own. With DDP and Kevin Nash. Uh-huh. And then Jeff Jarrett comes out and interrupts it, turns into a schmaz And you're just like, why do I feel like every time I watch Impact, this happens? And then Jeff Jarrett says, You buried a lot of people in WCW, but this is my show. This is a Jeff Jarrett show. And it's like, there's fourth wall and there's fourth wall. Right. Uh-huh. And we talk about it a lot on the show trust. You put the belt on your kid because you know your kid's not going to leave you high and dry. Jeff Jarrett puts himself as champion because he knows he's going to not leave himself high and dry. Problem is, he also tells you he puts the belt on it Like, he's not leaving anything to the imagination. He, he, he's making me feel like he's never not going to be champion. And that anybody getting it is just holding it until he takes it back. So he's a 15-time champion. Well, and that's what I did.
3: Well, I could, let me just say, to be fair, maybe in this sentence. It is 2005, TW. We are in the digital age, you could say. We are, we're getting more into the social media. So, isn't he adapting to the smart marks, you could say? They know they have an idea of the lingo and they know why Jeff is holding on to that
2: belt. There's so one problem. Is he,
3: is he playing along to those marks to say that? You can that? play along to it all you
2: want, but there's one problem. What's that? He's not universally liked. At best, he's 50 50. He's polarizing. Okay. You know, if if he was, if he was universally liked, like if LA Knight was running SmackDown and put the belt on himself, the people would eat it up. But if half the crowd hates you and half the crowd likes you, or even worse, if a third likes you, a third hates you, and a third's indifferent, and then you just run around with the belt all the time, you're turning people off. So that's two what the- thirds of those people are turned off. The ones that don't like you and the ones that are indifferent.
3: So you felt that Jeff Jarrett at this time had three pro- had three problems, the people that don't like him and the people that are indifferent with him. And then there's a small sector, the people who wanted that alternative from WWE to watch something. So they're and almost. The four- oh, OK. So I'm just I'm just trying to give that analogy reflection as again, get it. You know, again, Jeff Jarrett had to wear a lot of hats for TNA, but he had a well, lot so of one complaint
2: in wrestling fans the IWC YWC what's the number one complaint it happens Somebody, for every show it's not it's not I don't mean the number one division that's WWE AEW what's the mm-hmm. number one complaint from a wrestling fan especially the ones who don't get into the tribal nature of it their number one complaint is that mm-hmm. their favorite guy and some of these fuckers have 30 favorite guys isn't champion right if and Jeff it, Jarrett and- runs it if he tells you he runs it, if he comes out as champion and if he's wrestling Kevin Nash and DDP who nobody wants, you're already telling everyone Monty Brown is not winning this match, nor mm-hmm. will Chris uh, Harris, N- neither will James Storm, neither will Bobby Roode, neither will AJ Styles. None of these guys are ever going to be the man because you've already told us that you are.
3: And with that sentiment, I mean, even with this empty arena interview, you've got two let's say legends, you got two icons in DDP and Kevin Ash. So that would be a great alternative for Jeff Jarrett to give the belt to no names. And then you leave Monty Brown with maybe the IWC darling. You could say the internet darling he's left in the dust reflection nights that he doesn't get what I thought he was. He was richly deserved. A maybe a six month run, which he never got. So I get I guess we can look at it from that standpoint. So yes, Jeff Jarrett had a lot of hats reflectionized, but he had no choice because he was the founder and he had to keep the lights on t- t- in TNA of TW. So I'm just being real there. So you know, you know, it's hindsight right now. We're saying all this, but he had no choice. He made those decisions. Maybe he could look back on it and say, I wish I would have went this way. I, w- I wish well, I would have. She ended up
2: this doing way. that with AJ, but possibly too little, too
3: late. Yeah, I guess we could say that. So within this episode, T.W., we could can, we can look at, I guess, you know, you talk about the connection that you have with Scott tomorrow, But the funny thing about Team Canada, T.W., was at this point in 2005, they were at its strongest. At this point, they were at its most dominant. And the funny thing about Team Canada was the history about Team Canada was this group, I guess I would say this. Even with that small crowd in in the Impact Zone, even in that small crowd in, in Nashville when they used to do the Nashville shows on the pay-per-views every Wednesday, they were organically over because they they were together for the World Cup. They weren't together. They weren't just formed like the Four Horsemen. They weren't just formed like the like the NWO. They didn't just name themselves Team Canada. They came from that storyline of the World Cup, you know, Team Canada, Team USA, or Team Impact and Team Japan or something it was like team that.
2: USA.
3: No, no, I'm just saying, but it was the world cup first. Right. So out of all it. that, out of all that in the world cup, I don't remember who was on team USA. I don't remember who was on team Japan. I, I don't remember team Mexico, but I could sure. And i know I know a lot of reflection. I think even you, you know who team Canada is because they were on your TV every week because they had the, they had Scott as the antagonizing manager. You had a lot of untapped potential young studs like Bobby Roode, uh, Eric, Eric Young. You had, what was the other guy's name? A1. A1. A1, and I think there was another one, Johnny Devine or something like Johnny that. Johnny Devine and P.D. Williams. And, and stuff and Petey Williams. So you had young studs, young up-and-coming studs, but they were given a platform because of the World Cup. But the fans not only resonated with them, but they were invested with them. They wanted to boo. They love to boo them. And I think Jeff Jarrett, at least in one of the, the correct booking decisions, was keep Team Canada together and give them storylines like that. Because I think, who was the tag team champions? I think it was
2: uh, Eric and, Eric, and uh, Bobby.
3: Bobby Root. It was Eric Young and Bobby Root as the NWA tag team champions and Petey Williams as the X division champion. So what's TW about Team Canada? I think it was one of Jeff Jarrett's correct booking decisions by keeping them together and giving them that kind of run as a, as a strong antagonizing group.
2: I, I think that's all Scott, because Scott was something back then. I don't remember what he okay. was, but he, he might have been great.
3: a he might have been a scout. He might have been a booker too. So I'm I'm giving him his credence. Well, too. they
2: had that relationship with BCW too. So you know, those were all BCW guys. Every one of them. PD was in the CIA for a couple times, a couple one or two times. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the they just it it would be like if. Hogan, Beefcake, the Nasty Boys, and B. Brian Blair had a faction. It's just, it's five guys that were <laughs> that's already whole, together. Whole, wait, and, wait, wait, that sounds insulting now. No, I know that. I'm saying that's oh, okay. what they were behind the scenes. They were oh, okay. five guys that were always together anyways. Oh, okay, Those okay. make the best factions, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and because, because, of the con- because of the connection and camaraderie yeah, and all that right. stuff. The, the instincts. You know, they know mm-hmm. what they're going to do. It's like when I deliver furniture. If me and you deliver furniture every day, I don't even need to talk to you because I know what you're going to do and we do it. And then you Mm -hmm. call in sick one day, which by the way, that's what it is. Calling in sick, not calling off. You fucking weirdos to say that. But I would get put with someone else and I would do Mm -hmm. what I thought I would do with professor. And then Big Ray goes a different way. And then the two of us are on the ground with a dresser on top of us because you don't have the, the cohesiveness of working together every day like you and I would. And that's what those guys were. They had a look. The Team Japan didn't all match. The Team USA didn't all match. Team Mexico looked like every fucking luchador that's still in wrestling today. They all just had their own little fucking yeah. pinata outfit with the fucking things hanging off the mask. And You know what I mean? Not, it's not a bad look. It's a nice pop. But it's confusing when there's five of them because you can't even tell which one's which. Uh, okay. Team Japan was probably the closest to to looking like... not. Team Canada was just peacocking all day long. They all had Canada shit on their gear. They all had the flag. They had the sticks. They had all that stuff. And they had Scott more I don't mm-hmm. even think USA, Japan, and, and so- Sony Ono part of Team Japan. Did they have, like, a, ma- a, a manager? He might have made an appearance
3: that I, I think even for Mexico. I, I like
2: think Hex- was there for some reason or, or someone like that.
3: I, I don't remember. I remember Jeff Jarrett was trying to have the, that relationship with Triple uh, A and New Japan and stuff like that. So I think Sonny Ono made, 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 may have had, like, a, an appearance and I think Hector Guerrero had an appearance for Team Mexico and all that stuff as a manager or a coach. Or
2: and like and that. Team Canada from the onslaught was the heels. Mm-hmm. I think I think think the other three were neutral, and then Team Canada was the antagonist for all of it. So no matter who was working Team Canada, the crowd was cheering against them, and mm-hmm. so that worked. Like, boos are just as good as cheers, especially mm-hmm. if it's not. Boo, get the fuck out of here.
3: It's energy. It's the energy right. that they bring right. to the match. It's energy that they bring into the arena it's or the charisma. impact zone. It's and charisma. yeah, you're,
2: you're getting it pulled out of you.
3: And within this match, TW, you know, they were building that Team Canada versus one of the, you know, I guess your, one of your top TNA tag teams of all time, America's Most Wanted for Final Resolution. So it was, I think it was uh, Eric Young versus James Storm here. And it's funny.
0: Matchless match. W term.
3: Right. And it's funny, when when we look at it, T.W., again, we got to compare, you know, 2005 with 2020 Thrust, T.W. You know, Eric Young has, you know, the maturation of Eric Young from what he was. He was the young, bumbling idiot of Team Canada. And then the maturation, in certain instances, he was one of the greatest comedy wrestlers of all time. I'm not saying he's number one. He was fun to watch. But then there were certain like laps in judgment in in my eyes because I never took him seriously as this quintessential evil heel. And again, I didn't like insanity. Me and track sanity, we go whatever sanity, insanity, (laughs) fuck that. But anyway, me and a (laughs) track Brown, the dirtiest of the city. We have debated back and forth about Eric Young. And he always accused me like, why the hell do you hate Eric Young? I said, I don't hate Eric Young. There's just certain things I never took seriously. I never took him seriously serious as the TNA heavyweight champion when he was a Daniel Bryan ripoff. I never took him seriously in sanity because I never believed it. And when he came back to TNA and they made him the champion but he was in that I forgot that that fucking that violent by design group I never took it seriously because I, I never looked at I only looked at him as a comedy wrestler. I'm sorry TW but what say you about the maturation I think
2: I think the comedy wrestler if you if you're gonna be uh, progr- progressive progressive yeah progressive mm-hmm. about it he was the oddball in Team Canada. Uh-huh. Then he became the fucking super EY, right? Uh-huh. Then he had the crush yeah. on ODB. Uh-huh. I think it was ODB. And it was all leading up to him being crazy. And then that's what he was in Sanity. That's what he is in Violet by Design. He's crazy. And he always was. If you look back, he just got progressively worse and more crazy. As it went on, I, so never, it I, I looked at I looked at him as
3: sane in his comedy. I just but he was evil in, in the in that international elite thing. He was evil in certain ways. But again, neither here nor there. I'm just again, but maybe if, my, Eugene, that's
2: my if Eugene would have ended up in sanity, it would be it would make crazy sense because he's crazy. Yes, right. And that's mm-hmm. what I think Eric Young was supposed to be crazy.
3: Yeah, but again, I, I, I can respect the comedy. I just don't respect the uh, the evil side of Eric Young because like, I never took it serious. But it's still a maturation for what he did because he has a longevity in his wrestling career. He's, it's
2: nuts that this is 18 years ago that we're talking about this.
3: And and let's not forget, you, you talked about James Storm. And in this captain's match, Eric Young won by some chicanery. But again, neither here nor there. Hockey but
2: stick to the With a hockey stick.
3: Did that look like he hit him? It didn't look
2: like he hit him. It happened too fast. I was I was still reeling from Scott Demore taking the super kick from James Storm. But what say, TW, about the maturation of,
3: of again Cowboy James Storm? He looked a little. He's a little know, baby
2: fat here. Little little pudgy little baby yeah, fat guy. Again, yeah, yeah, he's come great. a long way. It was he's good to see way. him on that OVW uh, documentary series because he came in and he, he he's taking care of himself. I think. I think I can't remember. I think it was issues with his family, too, where he ended up not taking the NXT deal and went back to Impact. It was something to do with travel. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a guy that would have been a star in WWE, especially NXT. But I think he could have went up and been bigger um, on the main roster. Um, you wouldn't have called him a Stone Cold ripoff with the beer drinking? No. because no, If not? you're going to call him that, then you got to call Austin a Sandman ripoff, which I don't see a similarity in either one of them other than the drinking beer part. Like I think I think Chris or Chris uh, James Storm to me would be like a modern day Hillbilly Jim acting like they really act down in Mudlick, Kentucky, right? Like just a good old boy uh, drinker, partier, hunter, whatever, funny. I just I think James Storm has it and, and I came around on him because I didn't like James Storm. I thought he was like, you know, forced I thought Chris Harris was the star, and then that guy, much like we talk about Scott uh, Hall, Chris Harris is the reason Chris Harris never made it because he had a love affair with the bottle, that changed his look, changed his body, changed his yeah. attitude, he changed his fat. work ethic. He right, but yeah. but he got lazy, is what it is. And yeah, and but again, I have I have sympathy for him, I have empathy for him, and I I hear he came back on that TNA twenty and looked great. Um, mm-hmm. It was good to see him. They said so. I hope he's gotten a hold of his life and gotten a hold of those things. And hey, man, there's there's crazier things than forty five year old guys making in wrestling these days. Hell, DDP didn't come around until he was thirty eight. So yeah. James Storm, everybody can help him. No, there is no
3: age limit, reflectionized to the word redemption. So with that being said, right. you know, I I can look at it that way. But yeah. let me ask you this question, TW, because like you said, this was the captain's match. But I don't. I'm not talking about the captain's match per se, but it, it's kind of funny because we got a to merge today with Yesteryear, and it's not about TNA. It's actually about AEW because they're doing this captain's match, and we know a couple of days, maybe 48 hours from now, let's say high, kayfabe, right? It's going to be final resolution on pay-per-view. So do you think it's hot-shotting to the pay-per-view in certain instances? Because again, another match within this FS1 TNA Impact was the final slot for the X Division, uh, Destination X match. You know what I mean? So do you want that long, do you want a storyline with a purpose or do you want this hot shot booking? Because again, the problem in the 2000s and WWE, you know, was no stranger to it too because they were doing monthly pay-per-views. They were hot shotting. They were doing hot shot booking just to get to the pay-per-view in the
2: next week or so. So what's us say if you know about that. Do you, do you mean because they had this captain's match in the first place or because they had to finish the way they had it? What do you mean, hot shot? The the, the the philosophy itself,
3: just the hot shot of uh, booking towards the pay-per-view, which is days away or 48 hours away. You know, sometimes people say I, well, I,
2: I particularly like this style. I like having a captain's match before the thing. And I'm, I don't know what went down in that match, but Mm -hmm. I would gather because of how this one ended that America's most wanted won the tag belts from them is what I would assume because they lost in this match. That's generally how it worked in the NWA days that the Mm -hmm. captain's match was won by the bad guy. The good guys won the belts at the show that, or if you were dragging it out, they got screwed again and it led to another match with a cage or a a fucking manager hanging in the fucking cage bird cage. It, It led to something else, but, I like that because you're you're leaving people wanting more. You want like your first thought is, well, why don't you just have a tag match? I want to see them fight as a team. Well, then you're going to have to wait on Sunday and then they have the one on one match. And if it was two weeks away, the next week you have Rick or Rick Rude, Bobby Rude versus Chris Harris. and You have Chris Harris win. Now on Sunday, you don't know who's going to win because they each have a captain's match victory. I like Mm -hmm. it. And I don't. I only need two weeks for that. Three weeks before leading no, up to I, it. I'm
3: just, I'm just saying, TW. We've you heard call the it
2: final rumb- resolution, right? Well, that was the name of the pay
3: per view. So that I think,
2: I think that means America's Most Wanted wins the tag belts because that's the finality of it. That sounds like well, it probably isn't their WrestleMania because I think that's Slam Anniversary. But um, yeah, that's the debate. It's or it's Bob Bound for Glory. for Glory is their WrestleMania. But
3: again, we've heard the rumblings of people like complaining, like certain things are too quick or certain things are on TV for the purposes of the popper rating and all that stuff. So I'm just asking you in your humble opinion, what, what do you like, you know, in that concept,
2: the the wrestling fan complaining about that is the wrestling Mm -hmm. fan that caused it to be because Mm -hmm. these guys today, I wrote it on someone's post the other day when they were complaining about, uh, Andrade versus Daniel Bryan on rampage. They were upset that it was on rampage. And I and think people like, were
3: upset. People were upset. They called it a dream match, and you know, or something not. like that.
2: Yeah, for maybe Tony Khan's wet dream. But the point is, mm-hmm. a you complain there's not enough good stuff on Rampage, and now B they put no, a it, match was, on it was it was on
3: Collision. I'm just correcting. You. It was on Collision, but neither. Well, it was know.
2: a match on Rampage. That's why I wasn't sure if it was that match. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a match on Rampage. It, oh, it, it, it might oh have no been the, the match
3: I think you, 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 no no it was uh, Santana against Ortiz and they say yes, they put yes, that on
2: yes, Rampage yes. yeah. So on one hand, you say they don't do enough on Rampage. It's a throwaway show. Then they do something, and it's a match everyone wants to see, which means, guess what? They want you to watch Rampage, so they put that match in there. You can't win. Uh If they don't put it on Rampage, they're still bitching about Rampage. If they put it on Rampage, they're bitching that it's on Rampage. And then you also have what I said to that guy. I go, if you don't like this then you wouldn't have been a wrestling fan 25 years ago because there wasn't any good matches on TV. They were all setups so So you ordered the pay-per-view, which was only once every four months. And if you Mm -hmm. got lucky, you got a Saturday night's main event. And somehow that match always ended with outside interference or something that also made you have to watch the pay-per-view to get your resolving of the issue. So now everything has to be good every week, every hour of every TV show gets critiqued by these fans. And if it's not great, if it's not five and a half melts or stars, then it's garbage and AEW is better or WWE is better. You you Mm -hmm. pick your poison. You can't like this, this show we watched. Mm -hmm. I'm so reconditioned to today's wrestling that when I see this guy, Cassidy Riley come out to wrestle, I think he wrestled AJ yeah, one he of did. them wrestled AJ, and I thought, oh wow, who's this guy? He's got a good look. He must be somebody else now. He was a fucking jobber because they still did job matches, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, plus I was like, you know what? Too bad that guy's gone, but at least, at least they had a job match because boom, now it's not. AJ just got put over. That's what the whole point of TV was was to put a guy over so that when he wrestled a champion or whoever, then you find out who the good one is between two names. But Today's wrestling, that's long gone. If they even dare throw a jobber in there, and they do every now and again, they throw a jobber in there. And funny enough, there was another guy come out. Can't remember who it was. Wrestles Candido on this show, and I'm like, oh, awesome, Candido. And he fucking squashed him. Dustin Rhodes fought Chris Candido, and and he he squashed him. him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, whoa, what happened? And sad side note: when this ended. I was on my phone, and the next thing that played on YouTube was, uh, whew, just got myself a little emotional. The, in, It starts with an I. It, rebellion? No. Rebellion? Uh, impact. Something. Oh, well,
3: Rebellion starts with an I.
2: No, is, is it Impact Rebellion or is Insurrection? Is that a pay-per-view oh. by them?
3: No, that was a WWE uh,
2: pay-per-view. All right. Anyway, it was a pay-per-view. With Steel Cage match with Lance Archer and Candido versus uh, Sarai and Apollo?
3: Damn, you're going back. It's the match that broke. Don't talk about that. It's
2: the match that Candido broke his leg and he died four days later.
3: Okay. That was just an impact. It was an impact match. It wasn't
2: a pay per view. It was a cage match. No, no. It was on impact. It wasn't on a pay per view. Oh. Um, That made me sad, because I was happy to see Mm -hmm. him on the show that we're reviewing, and then the next show comes, and I'm like, oh, look at this, and I saw him land and roll out of the ring, and then Lance Archer got in there, but then I stopped watching, but I looked up that Sakai guy, Sakai, I don't know, anyway, dude, you you wrestled in 2005, you don't remember shit, okay, anyway, I looked him up, because I thought, is this Tamatanga, or one of those guys, because he he had a face that I Mm -hmm. thought maybe that was where these guys started before they went to Japan. They weren't. He was a former football player. Oh, you mean Sonny Siaki? Yeah, oh. Siaki. Sonny Yo. Siaki. So I was trying to see a Siaki and Apollo were Tamatanga and the other one. No. I, I know that now, <laughs> but I don't know where those guys started. NTNA. That's all we we can tell. No. We, we can tell. No, Tamatanga and the other guy's brother or whatever. Oh, Tangaloa, The Bullet Club guys with the yeah. Punisher face paint. I don't where they start. In Japan. Oh, they never did Impact. No, Tonga Loa did. Tama Tonga didn't.
3: Not that I re- recall. I had never saw him on Impact. And they're brothers. Brothers
2: or cousins, but of course that and one that of them fami- just resigned with New Japan mm-hmm. after thinking about going to WWE and he didn't do it. That was Tama Tonga. Why aren't those guys going to AEW? I want to see those fucking guys wrestle, damn it, and not in front of this. Oh. I, I fucked I want a real wrestling audience watching these guys. Oh, well, you know, watch the watch the New Japan pay per views. The audience suck.
3: So round them out Pay attention to uh, the match itself. But anyway, and the commentary.
2: That I? Who I? I can't there, do it. There is English. I'm not a tape
3: there is English commentary. By the way, but I was going to tease
2: it, you and tell you that Cassidy Riley was Kenny Omega.
3: He probably is. Who knows? It is. It is. No, it, 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 he was. He was a uh, you know.
2: And then was, and then another bone to pick. Pick it. Yeah. I'm not a Vince McMahon apologist, but when you I have you three are. Adams in AEW, you understand why Gregory Helms is not Shane Helms. There ain't going to be three fucking Adams, let alone or two Adams, let alone three. And when Adam Cole and Adam Copeland sound much so much alike that the commentator called Adam Copeland, Adam Cole, you know, you got a problem. But what are you going to know?
3: There's no identical names of he, in impact right now that we're talking. No,
2: about. there's Eric okay. Young. And okay. then someone squashed a dude named something else young. David like Young. Man. Dave, Dave Young. Yeah, you look like Wimpy. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. And we're not talking about the squash matches. Let's talk
3: about one more match and then we'll get out of here because, again, it was pertinent to the final resolution view because the main event uh, reflection as of this impact episode from Fox Sports Net was – the final slot of Destination X, because two spots was already filled with AJ Styles and Petey Williams, but we needed another spot to be filled. And in the main event, it was a qualifier, you could say, between the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels and, of course, Chris Sabin from the Motor City Machine Guns T.W. So, the one thing, of course, we have to—I haven't even said this here. Wait a is, minute! Wait, wait! Before I said before anything, there's another guy. What? looks Skipper. I, no, it was a three. It was a three way. No, I think he was already in the match with AJ and Petey. No, in the in the tray in the in the advertisement was a three. It was a three way. Uh, trust They kept showing him as anyway, skipper. Well, he's 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 up and coming, and he wanted the X division oh, title shot. Right. That was that was the thing. He was getting a, you know, the black man wasn't getting the uh, getting the shots. You know how that yep. is. But anyway, Fox Sports Net, of course, it was infamous on TNA Impact Wrestling that every match had a timer on the top of the box. I bottom. liked it. So, liked you know, it. during the uh, Impact 1000 celebration, they actually brought that back for one, one or two matches. But I wanted to bring that, you know, I wanted to acknowledge that again here. You said you like that? You wanted to I see did, the timer? I
2: did, but I didn't like that it counted down.
3: Well, it, it counted down for the fans, but that didn't mean that the wrestlers knew what the t- the, 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 the countdown was. So it didn't matter. I think for the No no no.
2: I just I would rather see oh this match has been going for four minutes, not knowing when it ends. If it's zero. Well, you wanted to go up, not down? I wanted to go up, so I don't know that it ends in four minutes. You know what I'm saying? Well they all won they? before that. No, no, no. I, but it's I,
3: actually I, funny because you can look at it from a philosophy standpoint, because as a as a fan, when it's a countdown. You're looking at, let's say it's a 10-minute match, a 10-minute time limit match. You see it at, at three minutes. You're just like, okay, this is where something big is going to happen. This is the big climatic moment, and then we'll see how far it goes down. So right. I'm more excited for it to count down, but you, you're the
2: opposite. Here's why. Because when it's why? counting down, mm-hmm. that's when you realize 10 minutes isn't a very long time, and you think there should be way more draws. So when someone loses – And there's still four minutes left. You're like, fuck, man, that guy lost in six minutes. He's a bum, you know? I mean, you'd still feel the same way if he lost in six minutes. But Mm -hmm. at six minutes, you wouldn't know that ending's coming, is my point. You're saying at three minutes, you know they're about to pick up scene and take it home, right? Mm -hmm. And every time they do that, it makes it look like wrestling scripted. Oh, see? There's the three-minute mark. They got to take it home. Whereas if you're counting up and this match ends at nine and this match ends at six and this one ends at seven, this ends at eight, you still got your little counter that makes it look official, but you also have no idea when it's going to stop counting down. You have, you know, for sure it's stopping at the latest at zero.
3: Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of the countdown. You're the fan of the count up, but within this match TW, you know, again, AJ Styles is already, you know, they've already said that he's the pillar of the X Division because he was already a multiple-time X Division champion. Petey Williams, again, we already said this, Reflection nights, he's part of Team Canada. So it made all the sense in the world that he was the current X Division champion to prove how strong and dominant Team Canada is. I forgot about this match, TW, and in hindsight, to me, I would have looked at this and I said, I thought, I thought the wrong guy won. That's just me. I thought Christopher Van Daniels was primed, and he he would have been perfect for the three way Destination X type of match. But they pulled the curveball even on the professor because I don't I don't I didn't see all of the Fox Sports net, uh, wrestling matches. Chris Sabin won this match. In hindsight, I know because he's been a TNA stalwart because he's still there to this day in 2020. thrust, but I thought the wrong guy won. In my humble opinion, what's the ATW?
2: I would me, say, prove me wrong. If AJ is one pillar. Daniels is the second pillar, because uh, mm-hmm. those two, and Kazarian, I think, would be the third.
3: Those Samoa guys. Samoa Joe
2: was the fourth, you could say. Samoa Joe, those guys were, ah, uh, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal's got to have a name in there somewhere. I, I think Jay Lethal was before, before Samoa Joe. Wasn't Samoa in there later? No. He's, he was there in the beginning? Yeah. Wow. Samoa I just Joe is every, I feel like every X Division match, it was either Jay Lethal Daniel's Kazarian or AJ. Those were the guys in there all the time, and never forget Samoa Joe. And then Saban, obviously, and Shelly and mm-hmm.
3: Um, But but the, the AJ. The, the, but the reputation. But the reputation of TNA, the total nonstop action TNA, the alternative to WWE, was founded on the X division, and these two still put on that type of hybrid match that you know. I'm not going to say flippity-floppity match, but this is what the fans wanted. This is what the, alter- Athletic this is what match. the, athletics, the athleticism, what's the ETW about this match and all that stuff?
2: Um, I, Again, when I'm looking at it, it with revisionist history, I, I didn't see this live. I saw it for the first time. So the see Saban win is not a shock to me. I'm mm-hmm. not a big Christopher Daniels fan. Um I, I, just looked him. At,
3: I looked at it from the hindsight,
2: even no, sure. at it from this no, day. I'm I thought Chris Daniels should have won. Uh, also, by the time this happens, I already, I've already known Chris Saban for a couple of years. So even if I watched it live, I would have been more happy for Chris than okay. shocked that Daniels didn't win. Um, but again, the Scott Demore part comes in. Saban is a, the more guy. So uh, the more you see stuff like this, the more you see like PD's got a belt. These are guys that Demore brought in. It, it, it's it's showing you who the Demore guys are. And Scott and Jared did have a falling out. I actually talked to Scott about it uh, last spring or summer this year. Uh, I didn't know they had heat, and but it's it's good now. Um, no, the, it, the heat. I
3: think the heat was because of uh, a uh, Jared's not only the lawsuit, but Jared's demons too, and Scott Demore. Yeah, not, well, we that was, with that that's that's
2: that's what happened is. So more had to testify. So, and it was like, uh, you know, if it would be like, professor lie, lie for me, lie for me. And in hindsight, if you go up there and perjure yourself and you go to jail, I can't help you. So the only person who can help you is you by not lying yeah. in the first fucking place. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I would have to get over it if you didn't lie for me, because you also, you're not going to save me from going to jail only to end up. We're both going to jail because, I got convicted, and you got convicted of perjury. So anyway, that's a whole nother story. But they've been pretty tight for 20 years, is what I'm saying. And uh-huh. I want to say, I don't know what year it was when DeMore got the, the job as being, Jarrett still ran it, but DeMore was his number two guy, like the Johnny Laurenitis. And uh, and it, therein lied the problem. Jarrett, DeMore was there for everything, for the D- Dixie and Jarrett falling uh-huh. out. Moore more was the guy in the room when it all went down and how things went, whatever. I don't, I don't know much about that shit. I just know that they're good. Now they weren't good yeah. for a while, but to see Saban win wasn't surprising to me because like you said, you know, now he's the stalwart. He's been champion. He's been tag champ. He's their grand slam champion. He's had every belt they had, except for the digital media. They threw a mon- monkey wrench in there. Mm-hmm. Um Triple crown champion. But, uh, But no, I I wouldn't have been surprised to see Daniels win. But I think Daniels, AJ, and Petey wouldn't have been as good as Saban, AJ, and Petey. And even getting rid of AJ to put Elix Skipper in there would have been even better because it would have been different. It wouldn't have been the same two or three guys every time.
3: And we but you watched know, but, but at least you know, at least with AJ, who can wrestle a broomstick to a five star classic, right. he adapts to every situation. He's so. no,
2: I don't mean that. He's one of my so. favorite people alive today, which mm-hmm. again is a guy I came around on because I didn't, I didn't, I don't like short hair AJ, I like long hair AJ, uh, with, with the gloves. But you have your standards, I know. I'm saying in 2005, you've already seen AJ in X Division title matches 117 times. Now you have Petey, Saban, and throw Shelly in there, throw Skipper in there. Throw fucking Daniels in there if you have to. But if you throw Daniels in there, he's the odds-on favorite is what I'm saying. AJ being in there, he's the odds-on favorite. If you have Skipper, P- Petey, and Sabin, you have no idea who's going to win. It-, it just makes it – that that particular match I don't think was a yay-boo match. I think that match was the original – Holy shit, match for popping for high spots, right? Well, well, well remember
3: this. And this one of the negatives of hindsight, you could say, is because Jarrett and maybe Dixie, maybe Panda Energy, maybe even Spike or whatever the case may be, they kept certain the, the the younger talent at a certain level. So the level of AJ was no bigger than the X Division, even though he did sniff it. So they didn't have title. to pay him. It, it, that too. So, you know, certain young guys, Bobby Roode and Eric Young and Samoa Joe and all that stuff, and even Christopher Daniels to a certain degree, they were stuck in that lower tier mid-card X-Division rung that they couldn't get out of. And You know what's funny?
2: What's funny? Everyone you just named.
3: Went to WWE or something, right? No,
2: no, no. I'm not even going there.
3: What is that? AJ. Uh...
2: Bobby Roode, Mm -hmm. Eric Young, Mm -hmm. I don't think the PD ever, they all inevitably became heavyweight champion. And we started this show off. PD wasn't a heavyweight champion in Impact. um, Shelly, or Saban, AJ, not Saban, Young, AJ, and Bobby Roode, James Storm, these guys Mm -hmm. all went on, they're all fucking tag team guys, all went on to be world champions in Impact. Mm -hmm. And we started off by talking about how Saban Shelley and Josh Alexander shouldn't have been. But that's the difference, is the roster. Right. These guys look like they had no choice but to put it on one of them. Whereas those guys elevated themselves to be one of them. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, because but they it's had they how- had
3: the they, they had the legends to get them over. And I don't think they have there's not enough people with and, 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 and it kind of makes
2: me feel like it's got nothing to do with the tag team part although singles mm-hmm. bobby rude looks nothing like tag team Bobby brood singles True. eric young looks nothing like tag team so that still yep. remains the same whereas shelly mm-hmm. saban and alexander if they're in the ring and all of a sudden another guy's in the ring dressed like them you're not going to be surprised by their gear choice right because mm-hmm. it's the same fucking gear Right. There's no difference in how you look in a singles. And, and, when, and, and the funny thing is, Sabin and Shelly don't dress alike. They got different gear, but it still looks like cyberpunk shit, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's it, a lot of wrestlers have that same look now. But but yeah. it's just, it just struck me that we're talking about all these different tag team guys that won the world title in Impact, and but we start off. But it, it, it gives credence to what you said about the roster's thin, and it looks like who else are we going to put it on? We got to give it... Because you got that other dude that just fought Okada. Or no, he fought Osprey, uh, mm-hmm. Quick quick, quick Kick Mike, or whatever his name is. Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey. Speed speedball, Mike Bailey. Mm-hmm. He's fucking smaller than him. So it's like... And he's bland. Like, he's good, but he's bland. And uh, but, but so, the yeah. Internet, but the internet loves show,
3: him. But, the, but he's proof that the internet loves him. And he gets five stars and all that stuff. So five and three point. quarters. Whatever the case may be. But... It shows, again, that the internet wrestling darlings that you love, Reflectionites, don't draw a dick. And I'm just being serious. So let's put a bow on this episode, TW. Again, you know, it was a go-home show to Final Resolution, so it did serve its purpose. But just give your own assessment about it, roster, storyline, or whatever the case may be, so we can go home finally.
2: I I love captain's matches. I I love them because I hate them. I hate when they do it because I'd rather just see the tag team go, especially. It's as a fun, kid. But but then if you say you love captains matches, isn't that then
3: you then you you're kind of hinting at creating a storyline because you know James Storm is the captain of America's Most Wanted. Wouldn't that no, draw no, that because that's why that, the
2: next week it's the other two guys. Mm-hmm. The next week it's the two that weren't the captain or the. Captain. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just saying, and well, what I'm no, saying, you can is, create a storyline itself. Like I'm, I'm a saying, I'm, as a kid. I was mm-hmm. mad when it was Dynamite versus Valentine and then Davey Boy versus Beefcake. I'm like, no, give them a shot at the belts. It was it was drawing heat for me because they were finding another way to not lose their belts because they're not even okay. defending them. It's one-on-one. So then mm-hmm. when you finally get to the point where they do win the belts, your fucking whole world changes, man. You're like the happiest kid in school on Monday. You're like the yeah. fucking book. Bu- I wrote a song called The Bulldogs Won the Belts from, uh, you remember Dana Dane? I think it was Dana Dane. That mm-hmm. began the nightmare on my yeah. street. I rewrote the lyrics to the Bulldogs won the belts and have a whole song that I still know by heart if I have to sit down and think about it. Because I was that invested in that's a
3: fan reflection, I Fan. A, that's a fan right this. So that's
2: right. And so I guess you disagree with it's me it's like that this every week we do this, it proves that the Bulldogs are higher up on my like, Fuck that. They're three eight.
3: We already
2: did that show. It's yeah. gone. It's in, Bulldogs. The, it's in the archives. I, I, I shortchanged them long enough. The Bulldogs are on the Mount Rushmore tag teams. It, it's in the Christopher Paul Proust-Winland archives right now. He
3: already heard that. We already done that. So I ain't need to hear hey, that.
2: But- speaking of which, Travis wants to wh- listen to old episodes. And I said, that's a wasted wish because I'm pretty sure that's possible. I'm like, you should wish for other things. But he I, doesn't I, know where to find them. The cast box.
3: You can you tell them to, to download Castbox, type in Pro Wrestling Reflection, and we can go back to 2021. That's as best as I can do.
2: Oh, he, he was not a part of it. He wants to go back to 2018 or 16 whenever I was there. Oh, they eliminated those episodes. I thought that there was something like the Hustle Page had them or Pod. They, they eliminated
3: those. It They Did got forever? The yes. That's I crazy. didn't save him. I'm talent. I don't have him. So Ray's probably
2: got him somewhere in a lunchbox.
3: Not in his computer. He would have... Then his computer would be slow as shit. He couldn't even do his, his next level. He doesn't he have be... like a
2: fucking storage file thing.
3: You think he's that rich? I don't know. I'm just saying. A fucking smart bank is rich? I bought it for like 10 bucks. I'm just saying. Well, ask him. I don't know.
2: Ray, do you have all, all the All right, files? Travis, if you're listening, it was a good wish because you're not getting it. Yeah, but uh,
3: you, you need John Cena's Make-A-Wish to make that shit happen, but we ain't need to hear that. I'm telling that. you,
2: man, Like, because some other podcast I was listening to, they said they're not on iTunes, but if you go here, they're on there. Spotify mm-hmm. or Podbean or something. Maybe it's just the ones that pay. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. And with that
3: being said, we close all this episodic episode. Episode 177. We're getting closer to the elusive 200. TNA Impact from January of 2005. What are we going to do next week? nice? I don't know, but I think I might have to do that movie, that TN Coupon, or Josh Florent.
2: Yeah, it's Monday. Never mind. Go ahead.
3: No, I'm just saying, I might have to do that that movie that josh Flouber, teen couponer sent the professor he he didn't slide into the dms he tweeted me and you to, you know respectively i have to look at that but it's a it's a doozy of a wrestling movie and that i never heard it. of it we, we, we it. might have to try to do that one oh, so i have far, to find by that the way
2: one. i sent you a screenshot and ray if you're listening you should put it on the damn you should put it on the the thumbnail because i told professor and big ray if someone walked in my room right now they would be 100 certain i was watching porn because it was trinity tracy brooks and johnny fairplay on the back of like a hay truck at a farm somewhere and it yeah. looked like every 80s 90s no 90s 2000 porn it,
3: it every- looked like a threesome waiting to happen on the yes. back of
2: a, of, a, of a pickup truck yeah i saw that too Yeah. And then you thought I I was asking if Johnny Fairplay was John Oliver. I was like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) I thought maybe you didn't know. And Maven, Maven, if you're listening, you've got a no matter what's going on with you and Big Ray, you've got a you've got a platform here with me and the professor to come on here and confront him if you'd like.
3: Absolutely, Maven. Your your open invitation to Maven. And with that being said, we close on episode one seventy seven. So, T W, give out those socials so we can get out of here. Like I said, next week we might try that movie that Josh Floberg sent the professor. Did he send tweet. a link to it? Or are we <laughs> yeah, he did. It? It's on it's on YouTube. Oh,
2: good gracious! Uh,
3: don't complain about don't complain about the, the mess. Don't complain from the messenger. I got it's a fucking. There
2: laser disc that has better quality than a damn youtube video but all righty the pro wrestling coalition network sponsors us at pwc network at podbean.com where you can also find hameen media group at podbean.com and the hmg is also at channel our show on the x is at pw reflection um at uh travis i talked about you so at nuts and volts pw at this point this is the last time i'm spelling his name because if you have looked at him and if you haven't yet, you're never going to, but it's V-O-E-L-T-Z. So Nuts and Volts, V O E L T Z P W PW for penis whipped. That's Travis Volts and Big Ray. You can find him arguing with Maven. You can find him sniffing the, the twig and berries of bin Anywhere on social media, you just type in at Big Ray Hernandez. You'll find him there. And every Wednesday, he's doing the Next Level Podcast live at 11 a.m. Eastern time. If you follow us, you probably see the notification on Facebook in your notifications. You can find me on X at Tommy Still Wonder 19. I do want you on that
3: show, so I'm just putting that out there.
2: I know, and I will on a Wednesday, Sunday, maybe from the Caribbean. Okay. Uh, you can find me on X at Tommy Wonder 19 to be mean or at the Tommy Wonder to be nice. Me, I mean, I'm nice on one, not on the other. Snapchat is number Wonder. TikTok is at the Tommy Wonder facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder and threads which i don't ever check because all they do is show me people like george Sakai, who i disagree with 1000 percent they show me his angry tweets or threads whatever all the time and i figured it out they created threads to bombard people who don't think like that to shove them in my face so they think they're gonna indoctrinate me you're never going to instagram uh that also big veto brand and his big veto big veto and his wife noelle you can find them at big veto patreon.com backslash the big veto brand and you can catch the early release of the reflection video at twitch.tv backslash the big veto brand as well and you
3: can find me on my excerpt at pwso that's pwso and if this gets uploaded by A track Brown, that slow-ass motherfucker, and this will be available on the PWSO YouTube networks. Follow my brothers-in-arms, Billy Ray Valentine,
1: and the Wednesday Lock Room on the Hami Media Group at popin.com at Obi-Wan, you know me.
3: And of course, A track Brown, the king of the reactions, at the number 8, TRAC Brown. And again, next week, we might try to do that movie that Josh Floberg sent us. So, you know, I'm on the fence about that, but we'll we'll take a look at that. But we'll see. It's, still, it, it's probably.
1: Due, we're due for a movie. We have to go back to the movies. We have to eat the popcorn. We have to have the Juju Bees. We have to have the Junior Mints. We have to have the, the sodas, the blow, the hookers, and all that stuff. So, with that being said, I'm the professor. That's Mr. Wonderful, W W A is on the conservative liberal, the liberal conservative, George, the Kai's number one fan. Bee! Yes, you are. Bee! Probably want to say good night, and we'll see you next time here at the HaMe Media Group at PodBeam dot com. Who's
2: doing that? At this point, I'm just trying to pop you. That's it. That's the berserker.
1: That has nothing to do with impact.